Well, hello there. If you're just tuning in, we have yet another fantastic episode of Ordinary People, Extraordinary Stories. I'm your host, Tristan, and um, when, you, when you think about the pandemic, a lot of us started new hobbies and lifestyle changes. Heck, even I started doing yoga. Keyword, though, is I started, did not finish. But not for my friend Max, who you're about to meet. See, Max was a big hip-hop head and decided to make a cartoon with his free time. You can watch it out on YouTube under Max and Patrick Cartoon, but I don't want to go into too much details. In fact, you're going to get to know him on the uh, episode. Now, with all that said, uh, if, you, if I piqued your interest, grab a bowl of cereal, put on your favorite pajamas, and get ready for another ordinary person with an extraordinary story. Uh, uh, bullshit because um, my cat peed on my stuff yesterday. Just uh, I, I did laundry, but I had extra clothes like it wouldn't all fit in the machine. So I put, you know, just a pile of clothes on my couch. I'll get it later. Yeah. Come this wake up this morning and just see a beautiful wet pile just all over the couch. Uh, in case, uh, do you have a cat? Used to. Uh roommate used to uh, got rid of it for uh, very similar reasons to what you just mentioned oh well you can't get rid of the cat for that because shit just happens but um definitely not happy with the little bastard right there and i guess this is yeah. actually helping it was it was more like a responsibility thing oh. like just just a realization just like oh i probably shouldn't own a pet type thing <laughs> it's funny you mentioned responsibility because that's ultimately where it comes down to and an interesting little segue for welcome to the podcast i wasn't smooth <laughs> i was thinking how i could set up i wasn't um hey everybody if you're listening welcome to ordinary people extraordinary stories i'm tristan uh this is episode whatever the heck i decide to release it as um with my good friend max here say hi max hi max uh, i uh he's a good friend of mine i met him at a last call center i worked at some of you may know uh, this is actually good that we're uh, re-recording this. I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, Max, but like to not include the contract that we were all working on in case I get sued. Probably smart. That is true. We did name drop a ton of times before. Absolutely. So we worked for blank. And if you're listening, you probably remember also working for blank and how it was sh shitty and stupid, but kind of missed certain aspects like the people and the I miss fun Fridays, man. Like the more I work at stupid corporate America, I'm like, I miss just, I miss fun Fridays. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is um, a second ago, you said that we worked at the same call center. Like when I got hired there, it was not a call center, which was why I applied in the first place. So like, uh, I think like by the time you got hired there, like I was kind of like carrying around this like sense of bitterness that I, I wanted to work there, but I didn't. That's hilarious. That's, that's hella funny because you wanted to work there because you were emailing, but now it's like, hey, you know the thing you specifically applied here not to do? Well, we're doing it, and now you're doing it. 
Exactly, exactly. And like, I just happened to be good at call center work. So like, they really wanted me to do that, uh, that thing where like the calls just come in instead of like doing the outbound calls. And luckily another contract that came in that I got selected for, I won't say the name for that one either, but um, yeah, pretty much they're like, yeah, you can do this one instead. And that was a big relief because I, I don't know if I had to do like back-to-back incoming calls, like for contracts that I didn't even feel confident in knowing, like after being there for a couple of years, I probably would have just eventually found something else. Oh, no, absolutely. And I, as a job that takes back-to-back phone calls, I don't know if you know my job. I'm definitely not saying the contract on this recording, but if you know me, you know where I work. And right. it's 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 soul-crushing just to be like, okay, and we solve a problem, and there's another one. Hi, how's it going? Let's just jump right back into the mix. So it's just like, oh, my God, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back just conversations is, is rough. Uh, but a little side note I want to ask, though, because I remember seeing – I'm going to say the acronym RB. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You work there. And I remember seeing multiple statuses saying you hated that place. Uh-huh. Like, was it because did they have you do phone calls there? Um, They actually started doing calls shortly after I got booted. And um, I, I was actually pretty happy. I wasn't there to witness that. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I, um, I think it was uh, our homeboy Rome that we know that I think worked for them. And he just told me just how just ass had it was and had his buku. It was not not a fun place. It was a whack place. Management sucked. Yeah. Works a stupid conversation. I'm gonna switch it up on guys. Yeah, this is my friend Max here. I worked at a call center with him, but I didn't know that he actually was a pretty pretty big rap head though. I got to see a show back here in Portland when it was uh, you and your homeboy. Uh, it was Bill, right? Yes, Bill. Um, aka mr p chill mr p chill money stacks that's not his whole name but if you're listening <laughs> hi bill hey bill hi bill i think i'm gonna have him on an episode you think he'd, he'd, he'd hop on i think he would love that cool well hi bill here's here's to the next next episode but uh yeah um i saw you rap and you had ridiculous bars like i Thank was you. my my bar was pretty low not saying i expected to be low but i think we talked about this like that you wouldn't you know when you go see like a friend you're like i like yeah you're you're here like i i hang out with them i i talk yeah. shit with them they probably don't know how to play instruments so it's like set, set low but you brought it like you had incredible beats and and man great lyrics my friend great lyrics i appreciate that um and it's funny because like a lot of times especially coworkers, because like they'll kind of see me in like work mode call center mode like you know 90 percent of the time when they see me like so like not not you but just like a lot of people that i've worked with like they'll be like oh you just you don't look like the rapping type or i don't know just the way you talk on the phone you just don't seem like you would rap or like or they'll like walk by me like mocking me just like oh yo yo my name's max you know like or so you know just like it's like yeah that's all annoying you know but then they'll actually come to one of my shows or watch a youtube video or hear recording they're just like oh you you actually can rap. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, basically saying sorry without saying sorry. So, well, but then you, you hit him right back with the Demi Lovato, baby, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. And right? yeah, there you go. But, but no, it's, um, it was just really cool. Like watching that and finding it out about you, but not even the rap uh, scene anymore. Now, now you do a cartoon. So it's just, it, yes. it, it, it's so crazy to go from one side to another. And even like what you mentioned about the whole, like 
people expect you to be a rapper. I think that's the kind of cool thing about rap is that it's it's this kind of genre slash scene where like anything can kind of really be hip hop. Like, right? Yeah. Would you consider your show hip hop? Um, I always I call it a heavily hip hop influenced show. Okay. Um, but like I, I do play other music. Like there's um there's actually a couple episodes where um I have a friend who has like uh, who plays the cello in the background. Uh, and I've been trying really hard to get some metal bands to like get some music regular, you know, like come my show regularly. But um, I think uh, remind me, I got some people I think I can hit you up with after this. I would love that because for whatever reason, like in my experience, metal bands have been very flaky as far as getting on my show, but it's, it's kind of funny, like not to knock, you know, my own scene, but like, I was kind of expecting the hip hop heads to be like more flaky ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, like that was just like total opposite. Hip hop's a lot more loving. It's uh, I'm, I'm slowly learning about that as well. I, uh, I love it. Yeah. man, but there's just so much to, to, to touch on i mean it, it i guess how did you get into hip-hop like what really kind of got you started well um i mean i've always been into music in general like i mean like all my life going back from you know little kid just watching you know like mtv or the jukebox channel if anyone born in the 80s knows what that channel was or remembers that channel uh i was a uh, you know always watching music videos and I didn't really know the difference, you know, it's just music was music. I didn't know about like, you know, rap, rock, hip hop is just, okay, this song has this guy rhyming on it. This song has like heavy guitars, you know, it was, it was just music to me. And then, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, like down the line, as you get older, you start realizing, you know, like the differences in genres and you're more conscious, conscious of all that. Um, and I, I want to say my junior year in high school, I started getting more into like, east coast hip-hop um underground hip-hop because before that i was only really into gangster rap because that's all i was really exposed to that's what all that's fucking what was on tv like 90 percent of the time Hell yeah. um so we were forced to that and i mean it, it was great i mean like yeah I, I could say my roots go back to like you know nwa you know easy e you know stuff like that but um i was getting way more like into like Rock him, Jerry with the damage of roots, you know, stuff like like East Coast stuff towards my junior year, along with like West Coast Underground, like Mystic, Journeyman, Hyro, um, Planet Asia, um, you know, the good stuff. Okay. And then I went my senior year. Um, that was when I started going to local shows. And I was still kind of in that mindset where, you know, like talking about like having to fit an image or whatever, like I thought that at the time is like, oh, you know, like if you're gonna be a rapper you know you gotta dress a certain way or you know like carry yourself a certain way whatever but i went to this place called the um washington mutual center in downtown sacramento and yeah they, there were a ton of people there and like you know none of them fit that stereotype at all um which i thought was beautiful and and then on top of that i see like a lot of like skaters and graffiti writers that i went to high school and junior high with like on stage just putting on some like amazing performances and i'm like oh it's like these guys are dorks i'm a dork you know i was <laughs> like i could do that you know like, so like i'm just like i could you know this that was really inspiring to me so i mean it took me about a year and a half to you know like realize i wanted to do it and save up a few bucks but i got a beat machine and some cheap recording equipment um shortly after i graduated high school and 
I was that guy that kept saying, oh, I was going to do it and then like never did anything. So like honestly, like I spent a few years being that guy that wanted to do it, that just did nothing. And I was in a position where I had to either uh, sell my equipment or not have rent for that month. So I sold my equipment. It's like, it was all stuff I ended up not using, but I still, um, I kept the beat machine. Um, Dang. Okay. So, so was this like a good couple of years into the career? You started selling that stuff and kind of stopped doing the, the yeah like thing. i want to say by like 2001 2002 like i had my beat machine but i got rid of all the recording equipment okay. which um it was a shame because it was good stuff um but because uh, I, I got cheap stuff and i started like kind of beefing it up and then i'm like i got like studio equipment here but i haven't even recorded anything yet <laughs> um, uh, i'm the same way with like i had i have a bass guitar just chilling right in like my closet uh, and i like the bass but like you put a gun to my head and you're like play it learn it i'm like ah, and i just I, I die just i can't it's just sitting there and i i'm always worried about selling that kind of stuff because i feel like once you sell it, it's so final like yeah i i am um, i had an insonic asr pro x which was I don't At know what time, any of that was, means. Uh, that sounds I you made that up. I feel like you made, made that whole fucking name up. They're more known for keyboards now, but um, this was okay. like you know just like a standalone beat machine. And at the time, it was like equivalent to the most updated MPC now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was back then, so like it was taking you know like floppy disk, you know, stuff like that. And like I would, I would need you know like multiple disks to save one beat. So I can talk about hours, floppy. Those like little. Like, because I computers don't have that anymore. The, the floppy disk inserter that you would record beats on those things. Yeah, um, not not the like super old floppies, but like the more like the three point five floppies. Um, it took those. So, so if sick. I had like a super elaborate beat, you know, like very detailed, like some of those would take maybe seven or eight discs at a time. That's crazy. If I lose a disc, I'm screwed. The beat's gone. It's, so, it's funny because it's like hey okay. hey you want to hear a hot fire ass track and you're just putting five of these things in order like hold on give me a minute let me just go put this one and then this one right uh so yeah i want to say i was messing around with beats and then around 2000 like shortly around that time too i, I linked up with these guys that lived around the corner from me and we were making songs and kind of started this like garage hip-hop group that didn't really go anywhere just due to like just more just not getting along i'll be honest um but i start. i was in a group called confused clarity uh, shortly after that and uh, with my friend carl and shit took off after that like we were we actually um did some collaborations with some very well-known local artists we were doing quite a few local shows and i want to say a year and a half into it we did our first tour we did uh portland reno seattle and it was just three dates but for us wow. at the time, like that was huge. Like there were groups in Sacramento that were doing stuff for like over a decade that never even played up north. They're like, "How do you do that?" It's like uh, networking and MySpace. You know, <laughs> so like, it's, I, it's called the hustle. Okay, take notes. You gotta gotta grease palms and say hi and fucking play your heart out, right? Right, and, and like that was also something that surprised me because like a big part of that was a lot of people in sacramento were just kind of focusing on being like the sacramento king you know know, not necessarily branching out so it's like yeah they were super popular here but if you mention their name like in a crowded room like at a hip-hop event Mm -hmm. in like a outside city you know they're just like uh, i never heard that person and like you know so i mean it's cool it's like i my mentality at the time was just like well i don't want to be big in sacramento i want to be like 
maybe somewhat i'd rather be somewhat big all over as opposed to just being huge here and that's it <laughs> right and I, I well so you kind of touched on it for a second like kind of like the sack city because like i mean sack had its own kind of little hip-hop moment or at least like that time in the 90s though where it was like when was brother lynch hung like happening oh, or like kind of going on um i i was a freshman in high school in 94 when i first heard season of the sickness mm. uh, and i think that was shortly after it first came out um but before that there was 24 deep i i don't remember exactly when that came out it, it was a few years prior to that but yeah like i at the time i i never even heard of anyone in sacramento rapping i was like whoa this guy's from sacramento you know i was just listening to it i'm like damn you know it's i mean honestly if i if i didn't live in sacramento if i lived in like vacaville or something and i heard mr doctor brother lynch like x-rated sibo like mm. i wouldn't want to come to sacramento i'd be like man i'd be scared to walk those streets <laughs> that place is they'll kill you man they'll chop up and eat up your body man it's crazy but yeah. it, it's well okay so yeah that it's kind of crazy how the, the rap scene went from that but it's i mean you were also was saying that it, it's kind of hard on that scene or i think he was just trying to get like artists to do anything it's 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 difficult in sack and there's just some weird reason why it specifies sack isn't it yeah well the uh the gangster rap community and like the conscious hip-hop community are definitely two different scenes that do occasionally uh, interact here and there which is uh really cool uh, i can't speak too much for the gangster rap community like i i highly respect them i i i dig sacramento gangster rap i think it's awesome but as far as like you know the more conscious like underground hip-hop in sacramento like uh when i was most active i want to say like you know starting in 2005 and then you know going on for like the next decade like i um i did notice like sacramento was very cliquish and you know at first i was like okay maybe that's just how it is but a lot of people like even touring artists outside the city they're like yeah you guys just you guys are kind of you guys have a lot of mixtapes not a lot of albums and on top mm -hmm. of that you guys just kind of hype each other up in your circles and not really support other people like that's not a good look for the whole city because you know yeah. you're like you're, yeah. i mean you go to other cities and you'll definitely see local artists hating on other local artists but there's definitely like a little more like unity that like, you know in other spots that i've seen to where like you know other parts of town like town will like you know interact like their weeklies they'll like you know cross promote and stuff like that it's like you really wouldn't see that too much in Sacramento, which I mean, you'll see a lot of you know, artists working together, you know, that aren't in the same crew, which I mean, you know, that that's that's definitely, you know, like a thing. But right. when it comes to like the overall, like it's just kind of like every man for himself, like even though they're with their crews, like it's just kind of like if if you're not under my umbrella, I'm just going to let you get rained on. You know, it's like you'll see like I like that. I like that saying. That's a yeah. Like, that, um, I like. Yeah. You'll just see like a lot of support, you know, like people like, you know, begging you to come out, you know, to their shows because their friends are supporting them and, you know, they want you to support them and all that. But then you, you mentioned, you know, you got something going on to those same people, you know, and that were just like so thankful you're at their event. But then like crickets are kind of chirping, you know, when you're wanting, you know, support from the same people. Like, hey, man, can you come to my show? Can you check out some of my merch? Can you? Can you donate to my Patreon? You know, right, exactly. But 
I'm not even sure Patreon was around back then. Um, it, it, it was. It was. I'm, I'm being topical, so the Zoomers that listen to this know what the heck we're talking about. Because when you said floppy, you know they're going to be googling that right now. Like, what the heck's oh a floppy? Right, basically. Um, well, hey, man. I mean, that's that's so sick, though. That like you're you're kind of doing that kind of artistry that you know the kind of music scene i mean do you have any anything that my friends can listen to though or i mean like you have any of those floppy uh discs i can listen to to check out a beat or something yeah definitely um they oh well, the flop uh, i don't know how many floppies but um if they want to hear my music uh they could actually uh go to uh band camp i got some old stuff there um working on new stuff right now um but you can go to maxbundles.bandcamp.com. I got a old mixtape on there that I worked on with the DJ Nocturnal. Uh, it's called Phone Sex Junkies. Um, I and then that. I got that's a EP. A, that's a nasty I, title name. It, it, it's nasty. very nasty. <laughs> and then um, the uh, I got an EP titled Children of the Night. Uh, that was a collaboration with uh, this guy, Bradada. He, well, he's a very well-known producer from Varna, Bulgaria. Uh, yeah we put it together like well during the myspace days he reached out to me and just sent me some beats you know he thought um would you know be a, you know uh what, what's the word uh, mm. that he mm. thought would mesh well with my style and i want to say we did maybe two songs together when i was still with confused clarity but then when i went solo shortly after we put together the ep and yeah it was it was a great piece of work that's sick i uh there's uh, any other kind of like beats you're proud of though or anything like you like you know uh, uh you're like man this this was sick that I kind of made this or mashed this together um as far as the uh, beats that i made um i bought the asr you know like when i first started doing everything like you know so i, I was so new so i nothing i made was really that, that great but when i started getting you know um started learning how to use it a little more like learning how to use all do sampling and uh I eventually fixed the machine. Like when I first bought it, it didn't have an editing button. That's a long story of its own. Right. And I, um, one of the first beats I made uh, once I fixed it, uh, it had a bunch of samples from Mega Man 2. What? Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the, old, the old game? That's sick. The, yeah, the old game from the uh, NES. Uh, since the, the the beat was, it was all samples. So it took maybe eight or nine floppy disks. I love that. And I thought it was just one of the best beats I ever made. I was like, wow. And I was with maybe two or three other people and they were just like, dude, this beat's dope. I want to write to this. And I recorded it on my friend's um, Cubase and it was just like a quick loop, but some stuff needed to be done to it, like editing and all that. And like, okay, well, this is a cool little reference. But when I went to go back, I lost one of the discs. So the beat was gone. No, so Mega Man 2 is floating out in hyperspace somewhere. It's just it, it's 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 gone, but like, we may never listen to it somewhere in a virtual limbo yeah just i don't know i uh a little sad dose of the day I've definitely got some people who were like super hyped when you said that but the moment where you're like yeah it's gone it just killed it right then there so. right and of course i tried to make the beat again so i had other floppies but it's, it's never the same it's not the same exactly it's, it's like one of those old school like warner brothers cartoons where someone kills themselves for a magic trick and then you see their spirit they're like oh i can only do it once you know it's mm, like, that's hilarious or exactly. i mean hey even loop it back down do it to to this i mean like i'm gonna keep referencing this, this is a re-recording even though it's gonna seem like it's just 
the regular recording because I'm going to also do editing magic. But uh, yeah, yeah, your um, compliments, man. You're hitting a lot of the notes. I was like, oh, yeah, we did that that last episode. I remember like you're you said things exactly the same way and you, you got a good memory. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Oh, you ever catch yourself that you're like, oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Um, yeah, I just figure it's just either deja vu or glitch in the matrix. And Could maybe be I'm both. It and I'll, I'll wake up like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just reeled that moment in my sleep. Let's take let's take a blood pack. Like if whoever wakes up in the matrix first, like has to find the Mega Man beat. Like that's that's the quest. It's not saving humanity. It's finding that lost beat. Promise. 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 All right. Got it. Beautiful. And it'll right. sound better because when we talk in the matrix, like I'll like because now we have artificial intelligence helping out with artwork. Uh, I just I hate like the more and more I think about like like art artificial intelligence or just virtual reality, different like dimensions in my real crap is so terrifying to me growing up like i uh, i don't know if i want to keep this in i might edit this but like yeah, for sure. i've been taking like i want to say i've been taking a lot but i have a really bad hallucinogenic experience that i thought i was in the matrix like i was like this is this reality real and every time i was like the matrix isn't real my my wife's like yeah it's not real you can relax and calm down and you i thought right after she said that yeah. that's exactly what the fucking matrix would say <laughs> yeah I, um, honestly when i was watching the movies and they mentioned how um uh, they explained like why everything tastes like chicken uh, i was like the matrix might actually be real because that is the most convincing thing i've ever heard in my life just constantly tastes like chicken because that's the only proper meat they can replicate ah just it's creepy man it's it's uh yeah it oof. Uh, but it's happening, man. It's going to happen. We're going to only get older. We're going to have artificial intelligence robots controlling everything and cyberpunk future, baby. That's, uh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I see movies like that and like, I, or not movies. I just see what's going on with the artificial intelligence. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but I'm, it kind of pisses me off. Maybe it's because I'm old fashioned. I'm an eighties baby, but I'm just like, did did you not see the Terminator movies? Did you not mm -hmm. see the Matrix movies? Like, just especially when you watch the Animatrix, there's just like a huge part where like, there you know humans created artificial intelligence, and then artificial intelligence created a more beefed up artificial intelligence. It's like, yeah, I mean, they're very capable of doing that. You know, like, I mean, I would imagine at some point. Exactly, man. It's yeah, and like on top of like not machine related, but like. I'm seeing articles about like scientists, you know, like the trying to clone dinosaurs and woolly mammoths right now. And uh, uh, did they I not see they, Jurassic they, Park? Like, come yeah, on! It's like, did you not see that? It's like they they had their time. Like, it's like science is like fuck movies. We're not going to learn. We're going to make dinosaurs and spit in the face of God and do everything unnatural to the point where, yeah, you you you're so busy focusing. If you could do it, you didn't stop and ask yourself why. Isn't that what? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum says. Uh, I mean, I, I would hope it'd be one of those situations where, um, like, like in uh, Avengers Endgame, where they explain how time travel is nothing like in the movies, where, like, and then, like, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man is just like, so Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit? Like, it's <laughs> like, like, okay, hopefully what happens in the movies would not happen in this case. And you know what? Like, even watching, like, the whole Marvel universe about that crap, because isn't, like, the whole point of most of the movies recently? It's like, oh, yeah, time travel is kind of like back to the future because you do stuff at 
fucks up the future and we get all these weird multi things and multiverses <laughs> and oh god it's 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 a rabbit hole i want to go down it because i'm pretty sure we talk about multiverses later when we talk about your cartoon oh uh, definitely definitely i think this is either we could stop right here hey, oh my god now we're recording i'm so upset that was beautiful man you can't yeah, see like, me I, but I you did it too as, as well because I, I was going to re- refer to that scene where uh, the guy says two on accident <laughs> no no two it's, it's, like, it's like bro you don't say two. Oh man dude yeah, i like, <laughs> you don't say two or one why not yeah. you just don't okay oh, exactly i oh my god i uh <laughs> i think uh if you want to know every single time i've done this uh, podcast episode i've always asked that same question and and nice. we always do the same thing though so but you're the first person to actually do the whole thing completely i love you max awesome I, I mean wayne wayne's role is i could recite that movie in my sleep oh, man i haven't seen a movie in years and i still can recite that movie in my sleep yeah i'm gonna watch that tonight actually I think I, i'm down with that i think like total sidebar but like Wayne's World like gave me hope that like you can be like not the best looking and still get like a total babe. I know, right? Like, because like I'm thinking about like like Michael Myers had like a little mullet thing going on, and he got like a fine ass bass player of a fucking '90s rock band. Like I don't know, or is it was it '80s? What was uh? When did Wayne's uh, World take place? Early '90s, yeah. Early '90s, like that's what's up. Yeah. Did you think uh? Was it Roxanne? Was that her name? Um, Cassandra. Cassandra. Her name Cassandra. was Cassandra. Did you think she I was actually there? watched uh, part two the other day randomly? Hell yeah, dude. That's scene where he's fighting her dad. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Son of a dude. Man. Uh I uh we were talking about rap. Talking about rap and the, the rap scene. Yes, I uh can you remember where you left off? Uh, just how the Sacramento scene kind of sucks or did out of time. But, um, that's, that's a brilliant, like, five-second summary of what the entire conversation was. <laughs> Sacramento is like, kind of shitty. I definitely shouldn't say it sucks. I mean, there's, like, there are a lot of extremely, extremely, extremely talented artists. And, like, you know, like, I mean, there are amazing people. Just, I want to say, like, when I was the most active in, like, my older groups, like, at the time anyway like the the energy was just kind of like you know like it was very very clickish and oh but, but you're not i i've heard that before i've heard the exact same thing that that sack art scene is clicky and just ruins it for other artists but it's like we talked about it's stupid because it's like we want to be better together we should work together as a group of artists instead of like oh man like you said you're not under my umbrella go fuck yourself like I, right, uh, like yeah having people show support to like what you're doing like artistically or musically like it's it's almost kind of like likes on facebook it's like you could be doing like the most amazing show in the world like you could have like a co-headlining position at like the next woodstock or something but like people aren't going to react to it or like you know care because it's you you know like not their friends that you know they went to high school with or something it's like um so there's, there's been artists that have done like some huge things here in sacramento that got like no recognition while you know, like you see people just like tripping off like you know weekly events at small venues here which i mean no like no like not talking down on those kind of events either i mean they're fun as hell but it's like um 
I always feel, you know, like props should be what props are due. And, uh, and I think part of that is like when I first, uh, when I did my first tour, like I was only active for like less than a, maybe like not even a year and a half yet. So, I mean, sure. A lot of people still didn't even know who I was, but, um, it was just like so Look much favorite touring, man. That's, that's crazy. Like still, man, like you're underselling yourself. You still killed it. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, it's like my first tour is like, we opened up for um, like some really big names up North and like Seattle and Portland. And I mean, just for us in general, it was just like a huge thing. And then name drop, name drop. Who'd you open for name drop? Uh, okay. Uh, we opened for, uh, we were supposed to open for a gray school for Lime Sayers in Seattle, but um that fell through last minute, but we still, we opened up for uh, Greaves and Type, who were pretty much like running the community at the time. And Greaves is actually signed Rhyme Sayers now, uh, hey. which is freaking dope. Uh, congrats to all of him. Um, Shout out. Like we, um, and then we also played with a group in Reno called Who Cares, who uh, they, you know, they're not like, they weren't like famous, famous, but they had a huge draw. So like that was- I like their name. Know, cool for us. Like who are yeah. you gonna see? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, pretty, pretty much. Like uh, my 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 friend Ernie used to be the uh, vocalist for that group, and it was like a live hip hop band. But they they had a, a keyboard player, live drummer, just like playing along with like beats. That's sick. Um, That's hell. Cool. Yeah, like my my friend Ernie would say some of the like craziest, like or funniest shit on stage because you know, like since the name of the groups, who cares? Like, um, people would be like on stage, like you know, like so, like setting up the sound or something he'd be like hey the, this guy's not in who, who cares who cares you know like just yeah. Stuff, who cares? Stuff like that. yeah that's that's, that's uh, great at least but that's that's why they call it that i uh well no, hey i uh well to make two things clear though first off i i always respect when people say like you know i i it's just my uh perception or just like at least what i saw but i think you should trust yourself most definitely because i and I've heard that Sacramento's clicky, but not just for rap artists, for rock bands and, uh, and performers and comedians. It's just like it's a vicious fucking place. And it's it's weird. And no one can tell me the reason why. They just say Sacramento sucks. I want to know when when Sacramento started sucking. Did it always suck? Was it like a kind of it thing where it's just always been here and it comes out every year and eats children? Well, I'm not like I. Unfortunately, I can't speak for like the other scenes, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me hearing that. But as far as like the hip hop community, like when I first noticed a difference here, um, I it's gonna be a, a funny uh, example, but I love it. When Kanye West first came out and released College Dropout, um, that was right around the same time where like professional the uh, sounding equipment was affordable. So like everyone all of a sudden had like, you know, pro tools and like, you know, like top of the line keyboards and stuff. And right. uh, everybody, it just seemed like everyone was trying to sound like Kanye West all of a sudden or Lupe Fiasco just doing beats with like all the high pitched samples and stuff like, uh, which I mean, it was cool, but then I don't know, there was just like a lot of um, just similarities in everyone's projects and then there was also a movement uh, at the time too called uh, Sack Hates Hip Hop. And the reason, <laughs> the reason they put that out is because like it was impossible to get a show in Sacramento unless it was like maybe a hole in the wall that like my uh, my dad was telling me or, about uh, that. My uh, my Brit's Brit's father was telling me the same thing because it, it's it's uh, right at like is it Caesar Travis Park? That's where it shows. They they do concert in the park there. Um, I I like that that spot. Um, but yeah, like uh, um, 
What's like this a lot, festival? A lot of smaller about? venues downtown, or say like Bojangles, or um, you know, like when when it was open, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like places like that. They were you could see shows there, but the the idea of there being a hip hop show at say like Folsom or Roseville, it was just non-existent, or mm-hmm. or even a venue like at the Y, where now it's mainly hip hop and trance music when it used to be just like a strict metal bar like things have changed so much um but yeah it's a i'm not i don't remember where i was going with that like it's it's definitely different now like from what i've seen but before like just because i mean i'm 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 listing off groups that probably aren't even active anymore uh, you know because i'm talking about stuff that happened over a decade ago with like my first tour and all that stuff um but yeah, like the, there's there's always just been like a difference with like the Sacramento community because I even heard it from touring artists from other cities. Like they're like, I don't know, like when I'm in Sacramento, like I noticed you guys just kind of hype up people in your crew, but I don't see like a lot of like you know people supporting the big picture. And I'm like, eh, yeah, you, you got it. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, we we do that out here. We hate the fuck out of here. <laughs> like it's. I, like I want to say Nola, when I first man. started, it, it kind of seemed like people were trying to just be the biggest thing in Sacramento. Like, that was just everyone's concern. But, like, it went kind of from, like, you know, who was trying to be the biggest artist in Sacramento to now just who was going to make it first, you know, as far as, like, yeah. you know, get out of Sacramento. And that's um, But, like, which, I mean, that's cool, too. But, like, when it got to that point, like, it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of support uh, with other artists you know like like i mentioned before like if you weren't part of like this person's clique they could really give a shit you know like unless they come across you at a show and you just like knock their socks off at hey that moment, man but... i'm i want to <laughs> tell you about an interesting business opportunity you want to, to like just that kind of bullshit though it's uh right right well dude i'm gonna use that expression forever because that's a brilliant expression it's like hey like if you're not under my umbrella i'm not you like like you're either you're you're going with me or you know fuck off and get lost in the rain it's uh, yeah. I, uh i'm gonna use that so much from now on it's it's yeah uh it is funny though because you know like that whole thing with sack tapes hip-hop it's like it was really hard to get a hip-hop show at the time but then it got to the point where it was just too easy to really? get a show anywhere <laughs> that's yeah, awesome like, i want to i want to say like around like 2008 2010 like right around there like all of a sudden, like, there's shows being thrown in Roseville, Folsom, Elk Grove, like, regularly. And you would hear about maybe, like, three shows happening in one night, and they're all in spots where, like, you would not imagine there being hip-hop shows. Because yeah. they were realizing, you know, like, I mean, some venues still don't get it, but other venues realize that there is a difference between, like, conscious rap and gangster rap and the communities. And I, like, I, I had to struggle getting a few shows in the past because some venues, like, they don't know the difference so they'll assume you're going to bring a violent crowd and and then it doesn't look any better when like there happens to be like a shooting downtown the same night there's a rap concert even though they're like nowhere near each other they find a way to like you know combine them and just like oh like down the street from a rap concert there was a shooting it's like uh, so there was a lot of shit like that going on so i i mentioned uh at the y earlier the very first time i went there um it was just a metal bar and i was trying to get a hip-hop show book there because i knew like occasionally they would do open mics where people would bring like beats and stuff so i'm like well maybe i could get a, talk them into it because yeah i was i was a roadie for a metal band at the time too so like i knew a few metal heads so i thought maybe that would help a little bit but what was the band um, like what was the sound of the the band you were in um 
the name of the band I was writing for was Logic Seed. Um, and this was in the early 2000s. So, like, they were doing, like, the whole, like, rap metal thing. But then oh, um, that that lasted maybe, like, I want to say three years, three or four years. Like, it, it, it was fun. Um, yeah. But I, I met a lot of people doing it. And, you know, just being involved with the metal community, I I thought maybe that could get help me get a foot into, like, some metal venues. Because we had a live band at the time, too, playing our music. Okay. So I was like, yeah, you know, like it's like it's it's nothing like you're imagining, but they're like, oh, it's gonna be a uh, three thousand for insurance. I'm like, what are you talking about? And you know, like I was like, we're not gonna bring that kind of crowd, you know. So I'm I'm trying to explain to them, I, and you know, I hate to you know make it a race thing, but it's like make it yeah, a race thing. Our, it's like <laughs> the majority of our fan base is probably like you know white suburban kids that like to drink and skateboard. So you're gonna make a lot of money at the bar. I guarantee that, you know, and they were just like uh, just in case there's somebody that's a little little darker than white they might have a gun so three thousand dollars it's exactly and now like hip-hop shows there it's a regular thing um i just i played there with bubba sparks uh oh yeah like a month and a half ago maybe um so yeah it's it's just weird how things change like they a lot of venue owners are realizing that they could get a lot of business, a lot more business if they were open to, you know, hip hop music. Um, but yeah, there are the bad apples too. Like we, my first group, and, and again, I'm talking about stuff that happened over a decade ago. That's okay. um, you could date it. Group, that way we, you can kind of like, I, I'm, I'm kind of making like a little timeline, kind of like where things oh, happened. Nice. And I think I can kind of explain why hip hops became more regular and I'll link it back to somebody else, but tell me about your friend. <laughs> For sure. Um, we had a sh- my first group. We had a show booked at a uh, Garbo's Dinner Theater, which is over by um, it's in Orangeville, um, or actually it's Ranch Cordova. Well, either way, it don't matter. Like it's a very fancy dinner theater, okay. and my my friend had a hookup there, so we're like, holy shit, you know. And everyone was like, dude, Garbo's is high class. How do you get that place? You know, it's like, oh my my friend got it, but oh, somehow I don't know. Like there were a couple gangster rap groups that got added on the same day, and they had a problem with each other. They got in a fight after the show. A gun was involved, and ah, there was no more no more hip hop there to be played ever again. Like they're just like, nope, you guys are done here. Like we can't have that. And it's like, we're just like, they weren't even supposed to be on the bill. Like they got added last minute. Like, Fucking like just um, a few bad apples ruin it for the rest of us. We're just have a good, clean, old fashioned hippity hop concert. You ruin exactly. it for us. Uh, so I mean, there's always going to be you know people like that. And I, I'm you know I I can't. You know, I mean, it's it's a concert. I can't sit here and guarantee, like guarantee that you're not going to run into like you know dumb belligerent people, you know, and stuff like that. Six, those exist in metal shows. Those exist in uh, you know, in rock shows. Though people are fucking dumb. People get drunk. You know, stuff like that happens. Well, so like yeah. I was mentioning, I as far as like you mentioning, couldn't get hip hop in there, and then couldn't get hip hop out of there. When was that tour for the Sack Hapes hip hop show? What 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 year was that? If you remember. Um, it was in the early 2000s when it became a thing. Like, okay, uh, so you got that, and then around 2009, 2010, you said there was a resurgence. When did college dropout uh, get dropped? Uh, around the same time, I think, uh, like 2005-ish. Okay, no, I guess Kanye was still uh, was still before it though. There was just something in 2009, 2010 where it exploded, like you said. And was it yeah, because everyone like, could start getting the nice shit or they can afford the good equipment, like you mentioned? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was around when uh, Kanye came out. Like, uh, I want to say, like, that was just kind of like, the, and I'm, I'm not saying it's because of that reason, but 
right around the time time period just seemed like there was a chunk of years where Sacramento was extremely clickish. Yeah. Now I was trying to link it to see. I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to think like it's Kanye. Kanye was he did it. He was he was the rap messiah that that freed the slaves and got rap into Sacramento. But I don't think it adds up, unfortunately. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it there. But was it? Um, oh, wait, wait, okay. When yeah, did I, I think Lamar like, come out though. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, what was Mad City? I think that was a few years. That might have been a few years before or after. Twenty twelve. Nah, it was, that was actually a little bit after when they started doing that. Okay, I will do yeah. research and we'll find out rap rap kind of exploded well, okay so you did not perform during the resurgence of rap then you weren't really doing that many shows were you <clears throat> i want to say i was the most active from like 2005 to 2010 maybe like okay. uh like that was when i was like you know getting my name out there touring uh you know leaving town regularly to play you know like networking with a, a lot of bigger artists artists out of the city uh, everything else uh, which eventually led to me doing radio as well okay and, and yeah that's i oh god we haven't even talked about the radio show because i remember that's how i i listened to it though and it did man bro you got a voice for radio seriously yeah. like like you I just put on that. a little radio charm on there kind of want you to do like a little ditty like <laughs> do you think you can like can you like can you summon it right now like like you know like those little like uh what would you call those like the the blurbs we were like hey guys that was blah 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 playing blah 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 the next time we got this little little song here called blah 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 like like oh yeah those are the best what, what are those is like a bump what what is that segment called i know uh, bumps or like, like i mean that's basically just like talking like on, on the air but like bumps are like um between songs you know like you don't really mention like the song names or anything it's just like a quick like oh, but you're listening to 102.5 you know or something like that you know like and then the next song comes in uh and then there's liners uh where like you know like it might be something like uh oh um better better jams than schmuckers you know like that you're listening to <laughs> like 98.98 rock you know or like you know something like that um uh, okay, shit can i can i get it all of the above i want okay okay here I, uh, okay i'm sorry you know i know you're not a, you're not an animal but i want you to do a trick for me <laughs> okay <laughs> i want you to uh a little skit introducing the radio station like you said like we're out of smuckers dad 98 rock you know like that uh with a little bit of introducing yourself as a dj and then tell me what song's playing right after you got that give me okay like like what the name of your your show or no, no, no. Just in general, like I want to hear your radio voice. Describe the radio station, like basically like, you're listening to blah blah blah. Introduce yourself as the DJ, and then tell me what next song is playing. Hmm. All right. Well, let's... I'm trying to think of what the next the next song would be. Uh... Could be literally anything. Could be Fruit Salad by the Wiggles. <laughs> um. They have a song called Fruit Salad. <laughs> I, uh, yes they do they do uh well shit i mean if it's something like i mean that see that, that that's where radio gets kind of fun too because like, like if it's a song called fruit salad like i could say something like like the the, the times now uh 343 and you were listening to beats rhymes and nightlife by max bundles uh, that was the wiggles uh i was kind of hungry so i decided to get some fruit salad going on you know just something like that <laughs> no dude you're doing so good you should keep going <laughs> that's it um okay um let me see 
And get, get real close to that laptop. Just I want you to make love to me with those beautiful lips of yours, my friend. Real DSLs uh, you got there, my guy. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Um, what else? Uh, um, I'm having a hard time thinking of something. Okay, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, just, I'm gonna move on just because I got you on the spot. It made you nervous. It's good. Uh, but okay. But yeah. So you got out in 2010. You did some radio, like you're mentioning, though. Was yeah. it all just radio? Was it voice, uh, voice acting stuff? Because you told me about that a little bit, right? Just doing like voices or commercials and stuff. Um, music led to me doing radio, and radio led to me doing voiceovers. Because that's, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wanted to get into that market just because I have also been known to have a voice for radio. You're listening to KRXX, The Fuzz. Coming to you live from the West Chapel Beach of North Maryland. That was that was the Wiggles with uh, Death to Virgins. Uh, really, yeah. real, real, real kind of crazy sound they got going right there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You think I got it? It was, it was pretty good. Maybe. No, that, that, that was good, actually. That was really good. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, do you use like a website or something for the voice acting? Or like how do, how do you, uh, how do you um, get into I've... that racket? Most of my uh, voiceover jobs I got off a web website called Upwork. Upwork? Yeah, it's a really good uh, freelance site. Dude, hell yeah. It's kind of like Craigslist, but it's just all freelance job postings. So, I mean, freelance includes like almost any industry you can think of. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Because like, hey, I will literally voice anything for you. Like you just, you give me a piece of paper, you know, can have minimum a couple slurs on it. Just kidding. No slurs. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Just. But, um, it's I've gotten some yeah. pretty interesting uh projects in there. Like I, um, I actually I, I um was explaining this to a training class at um our old place of work. Um, the most interesting job I got off of work was um, I did voiceover for a penis enlargement pill commercial. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. I I need to hear this, Max. You you either take another damn bowl or something. I need I need to hear. How I can extend my dick to five to ten inches a night for just a small fee. Come on. I uh, no, they. Uh, it was funny. They wrote me and they're like, "Hey, I like your voice. I was wondering if uh, you could uh, do a voiceover to advertise my product." I'm like, "Of course." So they send me a video, a YouTube video. They're like, "Well, this is our competitor. So, uh, it's going to be similar to this." And I watch it. And it's a yeah, it's a penis enlargement pill commercial. I, uh, I was like. Oh, okay. So I'm going to talk about penis enlargement pills. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was great. Like I, I was, rec- I was actually at Mr. Peachill's when I was uh, recording the voiceover and we had to keep stopping. Cause I had the first like four or five takes, I kept laughing. And I, I think I said penis 14 times within 90 seconds in the commercial. Penis, 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 penis. Okay. I'll fuck out. Was that those five penis, 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 penis. You might also have me beat there. Uh, yeah. but it's I, just it's just the the microphone, it's just the equipment. It it was great though. Um, it was just um, yeah. It was it was it was kind of nasty. It was just like uh, it was like uh, a little it, bit. It, it improved a little the bit. density of your throbbing juesy penis. Oh, be the best you've ever had. Like that. Oh God, so so gross. It just. It's so dehumanizing too. It's like it's like treat it with dignity. No, it's like let's fill it full of blood and scare her with it. 
they'll turn your dick yeah. into Mark Ruffalo in the Avengers. It's just they'll they'll destroy your pants and go on adventures with Thor. Gross. It was great showing that to people though. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I this is one of my voiceover jobs. Uh this one's interesting. You know, you might want to hear this. That's a good pickup line. Right. You know, I, you know, I sell penis extension pills. Fucking A. Okay. And oh well, so when was the most someone was the penis enlargement? What year was that? About five or six years ago, I want to say. Okay. And now fucking cartoons. Now, you know, I feel like we had a pretty good size like look at where we came from and look where we are now. So I mean, we're talking at least a good couple of years and now cartoons, man. Like I I'm yeah, like uh what what great I, I will say came out of left field when I because I, I was right during the pandemic. I like mm-hmm. just barely knew you. I knew you were a rapper and uh I think I heard like uh Rome was talking about one of your songs or beats and uh like you dude fucking man's got bars and now you're making you fucking cartoons, man. What the fuck? And first off, like the animation style is something else. Like what what made you land on that of all things? Um well just uh Altogether, um, at the start, while, during the pandemic, um, my my uh, my ex fiance at, at the time she she was living here and she wanted to get into video work, like video editing, um, hmm. or at least that was like I was under that impression. So I I wanted to surprise her. I got her this um, copy of Adobe Premiere Pro that she ended up not using, but I. I said, fuck it, I'll use it. You know, I almost I'll mess around with it and see if I can learn a few things. But I I all my experience was with audio editing. So I was just kind of like a little intimidated at the idea of um doing video editing. I was like, that just seems so different, so complicated, but it's the same shit. Just one's audio, one's video. And I I learned that, you know, working with the uh, software. So I I just started messing around, you know, it's doing a lot of uh just crazy videos with special effects um i eventually bought a green screen and stepped it up a little bit you know made weird like you know videos with crazy ass backgrounds and you know just it's premiere pro so i there's all kinds of effects i was adding to the videos like changing my eye color or like changing what i look like or adding you know images in front of me you know just oh you name it i probably did it within a three or four month period you Um, name it i totally did it because i um I was just spending all my time learning how to use the equipment. I got addicted to it. I got attached to it. Then one day I decided to um, try something different. I was I, I got a copy of Adobe After Effects, and I was learning how to make a lot of videos just like colorful, um, just more like colorful visual effects, like lava lamp type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, tie dye videos, and you know stuff like that. But I decided I wanted to give animation a try, like actual animation. So I was looking up some free programs and I found one called Scratch that's meant for like kind of stop motion, two dimensional work. Right. I, my first video, I created this stick figure just running up a set of stairs, then jumping off the stairs, running up it again and jumping off, just looping it. And, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. I was like, this ain't bad in my, you know, my first video. So I made a couple more videos. Um, I made one with the character that, kind of looked like me uh, a little bit yeah and it just had this like cheesy kind of like mario looking background like not what i was going for but with the software i was using i realized that i could actually do solid colors behind you know behind the character and 
key that out with my Adobe Premiere Pro and then put any background I want, you know, in that picture, I was like, I I might have something going here. Right. You know, so I I messed around with it and I, I did a video with these characters that looked one was actually supposed to be me and then the other one looked a little like, you know, they looked like Max and Patrick, how they do now, except the eyes were like more, more beady. They were a little more cartoony looking. They were more mm. I used more circular um shapes than like square shapes. Uh, so they looked a little different, but I had them dancing at a punk rock concert, just okay. like moshing in a crowd. It was a, you know, I took maybe a couple hours to make. It was fun. Right. Um, but being up, you know, just like that, you know, get them. Yeah. And then uh, afterwards, I, I want to say maybe a week later, I made a couple of more shorts with those characters, just like dancing in front of a boom box in an alleyway or, you know, just doing some funny stuff. And I remade the characters i made them look a little different like how they do now and i i made a 10 minute um i guess you could say it was like a pilot but it was basically a 10 minute episode of just what i thought would have, was like this crazy like show idea i was like oh I, like, no one's done this but i sent it out to a lot of people and everyone's like i see where you're going but it's it's really slow like this is like you know it, it, it needs better pacing and you know like everyone was telling me the same thing so i was like okay everyone's saying the same thing so i gotta take this to heart so i just made sure i did similar clips but just had more going on within shorter time periods like as opposed to maybe having three or four things happening within like a two minute period it's like okay have five things happen within like a 45 second period instead you know so i was trying you know thinking more like that and you know i, I made some more shorts and i was sending them out to people and everyone's like Dude, this is much better and go. i was sending it out to my friend uh jason uh who runs the uh 5xl channel on roku that plays my show and he was like um if you could do like at least six episodes two hours worth of you know 10 minute episodes you know um that that would be really cool um but you know we could actually put this on the roku channel i'm like uh okay hey, you know, so yeah. i i spent you know the next few months like working putting the episodes together and uh, just networking with people, getting voices, artwork, uh, um, you know, just, yeah, I, I want to say about probably four or five months, I was putting together some short episodes, which would have taken a lot longer now, because now it's like, I've gotten better. So it's like, I know how to like, you know, make more detailed videos. But back then I was kind of like, you know, putting it together really quick. Like you could see the errors, you could see like, where I maybe should have put certain effects and then keyed out certain things I'm, I'm watching it now i'm just like oh man i should i, I could have done this differently but i mean it's all part of the learning experience i mean um, I'm, I'm learning the same thing too just kind of like a, i i it's called falling forward you uh -huh. just keep pumping shit out until eventually you get it right and then it's just you know kicking ass and it's becoming popular it, pretty much pretty much um but yeah it's funny like i originally when i made max and patrick um I just slapped together a bunch of simple shapes, rectangles and squares and stuff to make their arms and legs. And I just wanted to do something quick and you see what I could do. And I, I got attached to the style with the image. Um, so I figured, you know, like I was putting together some episodes and the, just the, my experiences with doing music, radio and the networking, like I was able to kind of combine that all into one. And I was like, Oh, this is my, show now it's like i'm you know it's like i'm pretty hip-hop savvy so i'm gonna make that a big part of the show i have experience in radio so i want to promote music on the show because actually um 
before I made these videos with Max and Patrick, I had this idea of maybe doing an animated radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, almost kind of like a like an MTV DJ show, uh, but with independent music and just my character animated. But I I got attached to the short videos I was making and went that route. But I still wanted to promote good music on the show. So I, I think I was pretty successful there because a lot of people were actually reaching out to me once I actually had the show on like Roku and YouTube like I get messages like hey like episode three like four minutes into it like what song is that, that like that song's awesome you know so Hell yeah. um it was definitely helping get some people's music out there which you know like that I thought that was good but I'm, I'm working on a just making more of a fine balance so with like the whole storyline and getting music out there too on the episodes because I know like on some episodes I after looking at it you know like months later like after putting it up online, it's like, uh, I, I kind of drowned this episode with music, but uh, oh, it's good music, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but, but uh, like you mentioned, the fact that you, you're also helping other, kind of like it, it loops around back to the message you were saying. It's like, Saxon was shit for artists, no one was sharing, and now you're trying to help other. So are most of the artists that are on Max and Patrick? So I don't know if I made it clear. That's your cartoon, Max and Patrick. Yeah. And that you can listen to it on, we'll listen to it. You can watch it on YouTube. Just type in Max patrick cartoon you you can't miss it are most of the artists and yeah on the cartoon are they local artists from sac or local rappers there's a good number of sacramento artists uh from on max and patrick but um they're from all over the place a lot of bay area artists east coast artists uh, the season finale for season one actually has um a plus hieroglyphics and scarab living legends which was a huge accomplishment for me dude uh, actually yeah from hieroglyphics, he was he was the on the, the cartoon. Holy shit, yeah, it's insane! Right, so like it, it was pretty insane. Like I mean, How'd you I get was him? trying my hardest to like um to not be like I guess dick. what you would call like a star fucker. But, like I was, I was dick right, with, dick uh, right. I know it's hard, yeah. man. It's hard because you <laughs> like I was on the phone with a scarab of living legends, and who, I've been listening to him since I graduated high school. And I was talking, I'm just like, hey, I don't mean to sound weird, but like I've been a fan of your music for a long times so like i got you on the phone right now talking business for like getting you on my show this is like kind of unreal <laughs> like um and then like a plus like i've been listening to his group you know souls of mischief from hieroglyphics since i was in sixth grade and you know so it's, it's just like wow it's like i as much as i would have loved to like collaborate with these guys musically when i was more active like as a mc like it's like okay well this this is dope too you know like um I mean, when I was at the same time, when I was more active musically, I was all kind of broke. So I didn't have a lot of money for collaborations. Like, no, I'm in a different position now. So it's just like, oh, I want to take care of this and take care of this. So like, I want to make this right. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it. OK, so I definitely sounds like I need to. Well, can I if I care to admit, I think I probably got to like, I think it was episode three, episode three uh-huh. of it, though, before uh, I. Uh, I didn't get to check out any further though but so sure. further in this series though we're gonna see like a lot more rappers and like uh would you say it's a bit more like yeah like like what would you say what what can i expect in the later seasons though just because so for other people who are listening we're gonna get into it well um it definitely takes more of a multiversal twist as you get into like the later episodes uh like max and patrick they'll they bump into a version of themselves uh from in a, another universe so they bump into uh maxwell and peter uh, uh 
that's oh, you, like okay there's a I, okay like, um, and there's like this big buildup because like you know in like the universe basically like out of all the species like the robots are kind of like high school jocks like they're just kind of like assholes i like to like punk and bully the other species in the universe so I love that. um they uh they're gonna go to war and like try to take over but what happens is um there's a okay so this this is like almost its own back backstory but um i have a character in the story his name's dill and his body was actually created with a vibrator um, <laughs> okay yeah it was a uh, my my ex found a my ex found a vibrator in a lost and found uh section where she uh used to stay and um uh... she was like uh she thought it was funny i was like i was looking at the way it was shaped i was like you know if we added eyes a mouth legs and arms this could be a legit character and like i was just i was totally kidding um but she came in the room later and it had eyes a mouth arms legs i was like i have to use this the uh the character's name is dill uh he's he's an alien um so like his story is he's just kind of like this like he's just like kind of like unwanted like everyone on his planet just thinks he's kind of an idiot um so and he goes on like a, a mission with like other uh beings on his planet um the name of his planet is the uh, dildonian empire uh, uh so like he's he's like flying in space with other dildonians and he gets high like on his uh, ship so he he accidentally kills the robot king because they're like flying by the uh, uh robot empire and he sees a thing on he sees a button that says do not touch but he's hella high so he's like oh why don't i touch you know and then so when he touches it like it, it shoots a laser to the uh, robot empire and kills their king so um the robots want to kill the dildonians for killing their king but the dildonians are like well we didn't do that. Dill's an idiot and he got high and accidentally killed your king. We'll gladly let you, we'll release him and let you hunt him down. Just let us live. So they agree to that. So the, the Dildonians, they send Dill to Earth out of all places and where he, he ends up like staying like at this house right next door to Max and Patrick. So like that's how they meet. And awesome. So like there's an episode where Max and Patrick are walking to a pizza place and this robot just like pops out in front of them and is saying how there's like an alien that lives near them that you know like if they could kill him you know that he's gonna like reward them with space gold um <laughs> they're just like space gold the fuck is the fuck is that you know and so, <laughs> uh so like to get into that but then they meet dill and he ends up just being like this really nice guy but he's kind of annoying because he's dumb but yeah he's a fucking he's, like, he's a dickhead he's a fucking yeah. he's a fucking dildo right so <laughs> since um He's such a nice guy they just like can't kill him they're just like i can't kill like it was an accident man you know so like they become his friend so now the robots want to kill them as well and then it's just another coincidence like uh, an alien from a, another planet like lands here and, um from the uh uh the planet xenu uh that's the name of the planet um, I, lo I, I love it because that's the well yeah, that's that's the planet from the fucking uh, Scientology aliens, right? Right, right. Okay, um, but Xenu spelled it's going to be spelled differently for copyright purposes. Of course, because you don't want to get dude. Like they'll hunt you down with killers, man. Tom Cruise will come to your house and snap your neck. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, well, don't so tell don't, too much of the story, man. You don't want to spoil it though, because I will tell you, like, it, I'm I'm definitely gonna like catch up on it too, because especially since you have a holiday special coming up too, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the, Easter, uh, uh, the holiday Thanksgiving. What was it? Um, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> uh, but um, last year's Halloween special was also on YouTube. It's an hour long. Um, it's still on the page. It, it actually features uh, Carnage the Executioner. Uh, that was my first uh, big collaboration on uh, Max and Patrick. Uh, so that was really exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a, his character like flies in from Minnesota and comes out to the studio and um, records a song. And it's like, it's, it's like the main feature in the episode. It's a, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of, um, I'm really proud of it. Well, so that's um, what I want to ask. So it's like, that's, that's what their, their job is. They own a studio. Like. In the uh, first episode, they own, uh, they're trying to start a studio because they lost their jobs because of COVID. Um, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah. I remember fucking that nasty ass, like Cali taco. What fucking Mexican spots that's supposed to be? Like, like, is it at Alberto's? Well, tell, you tell me. What, 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 what's that shit? Um, I, I guess it's just all the Mexican restaurants around here. Like, you know, the drive throughs that end with like Eno's or Ito's. Um, like they're they're all connected. Like, yeah, uh, nice. I love Alberto's. I love California burrito. Um, but which one has roaches? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure all like, of them. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> nah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just um, um, very. It was a random decision. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna name this place a uh, Cali Taco because honestly, I'm not even sure if they're in California. In the Sorry, I'm 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 just fucking around with the taco thing. I'm more trying to figure out the studio bit though. So like, did they? They're trying to get a studio. That's the that's their whole shtick. Is they already to... have the setup and they have clients, but they're trying to build up more clientele so they can you know get more business and not have to work eventually. And essentially, you know, kind of make their own like little death row, their own little like you know Rockefeller Records kind of shit. You know, uh, pretty much. Um, like, well, they're not trying to start a label. They just have, they're just recording people's songs. But actually, that that would be a good idea for season two. Have them start a label. Ooh. I'll help. I'll help. Well, um. Uh, dildo uh dill will join the scientologists we'll do we'll just have a weird religion arc with him and um oh, yeah. well i don't want to spoil the season two so you know we'll just uh we'll keep quiet about that but, um, Good. yeah okay. uh, without without like getting too deep into the story like uh basically like where the whole like huge plot comes in is like the alien from xenu like when he lands here on earth he gets bitten by a zombie and instead of dying and becoming a zombie he becomes like a super alien so basically now they're like a worthy opponent to the robots so like a lot of crazy shit just like you know oh okay dude like i i'm not sure if it's this funny catnip that my neighbor gave me or if that just sounds like the coolest thing ever but i'm i'm watching that tonight like get me hyped for it though oh man well okay because so man i and now okay now we're now we're cruising altitude. I could ask the questions I want to ask, though. So obviously, Max is named after you, but I mean, like Patrick. Patrick's a fucking idiot and a stoner and a dummy. Where, where does he come from? Like, where, where? How did how did Patrick get born? Mm-hmm. It's funny because Patrick is probably the only character in the show that's not based off a real person. Um, like everyone's always asking, like, oh, like, so who's Patrick? So who's supposed to be Patrick in real life? I'm like, there, there isn't. No, I just made Patrick up, uh, and a lot of people don't realize I also do his voice. I know, actually. How, how like, is it? Is like, do you use uh, like a little uh, sound filtering thing though, or do you actually have to throw your voice like that? 
both. I'll, I'll I talk a little raspier and I'll put a higher pitch on my voice. Um, I Thanks. usually like if I if I smoke a bowl, uh, doing Patrick's parts afterwards is not a good idea because like <laughs> yesterday I was recording some parts for Patrick after smoking a couple bowls and I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> And like you can even hear it on the recording, like I'm like clearing my throat, and like it's like a higher pitched uh, effect on it. Let's age Patrick by five years. He's in a walker, and he talks like this. Right there, you go, fucking a. Well, that's all, oh, dude. I'm uh, well, and I mean, I like I like the vibe because it's you got your classic comedy comedy duo. Like Max is the the clean guy, you know, the straight man to Patrick's wild man, and I I love that you're going the multiverse route. It's very uh very topical, but I mean, it's everyone can get it and. Maxwell and Peter, you said? Yeah, like they're they're in a way more advanced um universe. Like well the, Is the like Earth. a bizarro thing where they're like complete opposites or um are they just from yes like the future? No. Like, or something? I mean there's there's gonna they're gonna bump into a, like a bunch of different versions of themselves, but Mac, Maxwell and Peter are the first. Um Maxwell has a mohawk, like how Patrick has a mohawk, and then yeah. Peter is like the more like well spoken one, the more like uh gets irritated a bit more, like just like how Max does. So I, I actually do plan on making an episode where like they hang out like the whole time and like Max actually gets along better with like Peter and like you know Patrick gets along better with Maxwell because they're like kind of the same person. There you go. That's awesome. That's wicked. Okay. It's uh I'm excited to see it though. So this is well. I mean, wait, wait, wait is this an upcoming episode or? That's going to be an upcoming one. Because uh, right now, uh, Maxwell and Peter like they kind of look down on Max and Patrick because their technology is like just so primitive. Like, um, they're stupid cavemen compared to them. They're like exactly <laughs> like, like. There's an episode where um, they're talking to Max and like Max doesn't realize who they are yet, but he's just like he's trying to like contact them on Zoom and like they're just like. You want to talk to us on a computer? <laughs> you know, like uh, they just think it's like the dumbest thing. Well, you're a fucking idiot. You don't have like the brain chip that l- blinks you into my eyeballs. Right. Fucking stupid, dumb cavemen eating exactly. dirt. With it's their iPod uh, and tablets. I uh, so season one's knocked out. Halloween specials coming out though. I I, mm-hmm. I think we mentioned this before. I think this is plug in time. You know, uh, you got some stuff lined up. How can people get a hold of you? How can people? hit up max bundles to know more about max and patrick well i'm on uh the max and patrick cartoon channel on youtube but it's um it's also on uh the 5xl on roku uh if you got roku it's the number five then ive then the letters xl um there's episodes of max and patrick with a lot of other great content on there but to be honest the youtube page is probably more effective because every episode's on there including last year's halloween special um, a christmas music video from last year as well so there's a bit of extra content and also uh i have a patreon page too um for those that know about patreon uh you can go to uh um, check out max and patrick on patreon uh five bucks a month you could see uh, exclusive content get uh, access to online copies of the comic books uh get some shout outs in future episodes uh it's a nice little package because i mean Five bucks, you can either do that or spend it on fast food, and you're gonna feel like shit later. So there you go. Help support shop local. Support right. your your uh, your artist digitally. You son of a bitch. Exactly. I uh, I well okay. There you go. So 
uh match and patrick patreon give them a dollar and i hear if you uh pledge ten dollars they see pictures of your feet right um it depends so uh, like if if um if they want my toenails painted that's a that's like an extra seven bucks now that's that's the that's the platinum tier though it's like bro i like that it's like you get bare feet minimum for like the 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 low ball is for the people who really want it like you want to see me dancing in mayonnaise and right, like spray the, painting my feet total, total foot guy with the mayonnaise 50 yeah 50. <laughs> uh, i hate um, that i hate that visual i that's gross i hate it but also but, uh if anyone wants to hear my music uh my first yeah. album is on Bandcamp right now under uh just maxbundles.bandcamp.com uh, it's a uh, i have an ep titled uh, children of the night um and also a mixtape called phone sex junkies uh, both oldies but goodies um a new album should be coming out so hopefully within the next year and when it does it'll be released through uh mpc recordings which is a distribution label that mr peachill used to own but now he's just kind of works with them on the side um, good stuff good stuff um so and children of the night actually might be re-released through there as well too so um children more of the night. i'm excited i that's that's gonna be fun to, i because I, I i will say that i think that's the thing i'm going to be looking more forward to uh after this is uh just checking out more of your music though because uh i'll say once again man you got bars and you got beats well you know what i think we we might vaguely be wrapping up though we're, we're nearing the drain it's not over it's not goodbye but uh we're definitely dying within the next couple of minutes so so uh i i did want to ask very quickly uh answer but uh how i what kind of show is max max obviously a comedy show it's there for hip-hop heads it's for people like dildos and multiverse Especially cali taco it's this your show's got everything is it like is it a, a hip-hop show is it just a comedy a little bit of everything like i'd like to yeah. consider like um hip-hop comedy and sci-fi i guess you could call it which uh it's fucking rad that's cool i i like like do you think none of those things would go together but they do it's like a bacon chocolate sandwich i yeah right and that, right that, that actually sounds really good right now too dude i'm gonna eat so much after this it's not even funny like <laughs> it's gonna be uh, what, what are you doing after this i'm not sure but i'm just gonna keep working on my uh, Halloween special yeah we'll talk more about that because i'm also from one creator to another uh i'm looking for a little all the all the guru tips you got you know trying to plug and chug and get this bread and trying to hold myself out dignifiably like with dignity you know, like dignity, yeah. With dignity, ten bucks for um, feet pics. Uh, did we talk about the Halloween special? Uh, what's what's coming year? up? Yeah. Um, no, we did not. That one is going to be more of like a Walking Dead spoof. So okay. anyone that's familiar with the Walking Dead storyline is going to love this one. I think. I I'm I'm vaguely curious because like I I'm all too familiar with the genre and I uh, just. I just want to see how many tropes you're going to throw in there. It's it's going to be fun. There'll be yeah. Uh, there's there's also going to be some Easter eggs in there from uh, Land of the Dead, uh, Army of the Dead, and Army of, or and um, ah, what's the other one? Z Nation. But okay. mainly, what well, like over ninety percent of the Easter eggs are going to be Walking Dead references. There you go. But hey, that's that's sick. That'll be cool. Are right. right. how are you going to like? Uh, you gotta you gotta do. 
like a remix of the uh the theme from walking dead but also like maybe like see like their stills and their animations just like are like nah, 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 just like close up on the eyes and shit and crows and uh stupid ass zombies I, i'm excited to see it man i'm excited to see it uh without giving away too much i'll i will say um for uh for those that are very familiar with like the seasons uh, like the episodes i have the saviors um there's going to be some uh easy street flavor in there as well but um with max and patrick stuff love it well, hey, I'm, I'm excited. Dude, that's going to be sick to check out. And uh, if you guys go to the Max and Patrick YouTube channel, you'll be able to see it. Uh, do you think you got a date so far or just sometime in October, probably? It'll. Uh, I plan on doing it the Thursday before Halloween, but that could change. Uh, but right now, that's what the date my heart's set on. Okay. Well, hey, that, that'll still be sick. Okay. Thanks. thanks. Well, dude, I, uh, again, I'm, I'm excited to, to recheck out and kind of just do a deep dive on you and uh, definitely love to have you on the next time on the next episode, uh, especially seeing what after that uh, Halloween special comes out though. And um, yeah, I think if, if you'll have, will you have me? Well, will you Absolutely. come Absolutely. on my podcast and put mayonnaise on your feet? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that, I right. mean, there's nothing I want more than that. You, you, you said, you said, you said, yes, I have his consent, ladies and gentlemen, he can't say no now. He can't revoke his consent. That's that's are, the rule. Are you supplying the um the paint? Of course. Okay. Yes. We're, we're, I mean, we're good. I don't though. know. We're, good. we're, we're it, but it's not going to be just for fee. We'll also huff it too. So we're 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 going to have a real fun time when we hang out next time. It'll be sick. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Fuck, fuck doing shows. I just want to like sniff paint. I'm like <laughs> exactly. Just like what are we even doing right now? Oh, we're recording. Fuck. I don't care. I'm huffing spray paint right now. The. To, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Stories, the podcast for hip-hop and sniffing paint. I love right. it. It's a little bit for everything. Well, you know what? That's that's the dream. That's the dream, and this this is the end. We are saying goodbye. I, it sucks because I feel like there was maybe some other things we could have talked about, but I still had an excellent time having you on here. I'm checking out your cartoon on a week before Halloween. If you guys like spooky stuff, if you like hip-hop, if you like dildos, if you like any of that stuff, check out my man Max here. You got a chance to meet him, a, a, a truly ordinary person with an extraordinary story. So, Max, thanks for sharing. Definitely. And also, oh, I should also mention, if they like the show, uh, you can also contact me on uh, Instagram under Max, so the Max and Patrick cartoon, um, or Max Bundles on Facebook. Uh, um, we got i got shirts keychains comics uh toys uh actual toys not sex toys um, <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say damn you dirty dirty right. right. sticking uh, to the brand though that's that's just that just makes sense yeah so like max and patrick is definitely turning into a full-on brand so you know if, if you like the show like what you see and want to support by grabbing some merch uh give me a holler all right well guys i think that's the end of the show i uh part i i i because this is only the third episode so i'm thinking like what or whatever episode this is whatever it gets released as but like how to say goodbye like part that's the joke because i don't know how to end it though like oh for sure you 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 you've done cartoons so like what's what's like a good ending what's like a cop-out ending um like how would you end this um i don't know but it's like so kind of like a like a that's all folks type thing okay just like dun, 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 dun. like like just like some big orchestra music or like are we doing a dance number? Um, hmm. I don't 
Uh, it could be like a, a quick dance number, and then like if there was a camera, you could like look into the camera and be like, like right before the video cuts out, just be like, listen to Backstreet Boys, you know. Okay. I, uh, okay, I, I'll, uh, let's 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 do it. Let's do a cute little duet. Jim, Jimmy Fallon does it, and they like it. What's like? What's like a? I'm I'm trying to. I want "Lean on Me," but I don't want that song. I want like a you know like a. I don't know. If, uh, do you know "Lean on Me"? We could do "Lean on Me." Um, a little bit. I, I would probably butcher it. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Do you know the YMCA? Everyone knows the YMCA. Everyone knows YMCA. <laughs> Young man. No. Okay. Uh. I don't know what, what's a what's a fun only song you like. Hmm. It's popular, so I can know it. Let's see. Because now it's lingering too much. Now it's like the joke's over. And now it's just like people are like, "Bro, just just end this." It's over. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like you, like like an instrumental to like Toto from Africa or something, <laughs> or Africa from Toto. Uh, do you know the Do you know the chorus of that song? Um. I'm not sure if it's the the right words, but I I, I know the I think it's the. Let's go take a lot to take me okay, we're, we're we're gonna do that. We're gonna do it. Okay, okay. Like uh uh, let me just look up the, the fucking Toto chorus. No, <laughs> Africa lyrics. Okay, we'll do it together. Like uh, I'll try to like. Well, no, I can't. I, I can't. I'll get in trouble. I'll do like a MIDI cover or something. But like, uh, it's uh, doom do doom do. It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. <laughs> There's nothing more than a hundred men or more could ever do. I've been in Africa. Come on, come on, Max. Like, hit it. <laughs> gonna take some things. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they say at this point. Uh, oh, that was cute. I like that. That um, no, like there's that part at the end, or like right when it fades out, there's like that super high pitch. But I, I always forget. Like I, I don't know what they're saying. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, well, guys, I'm Tristan. What's your name, Max? Max motherfucking bundles. And that was cringe. Good night. <laughs> there you go. All right, and.